0: This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Voice of the Land podcast. We are back and this is the season premiere of season four, episode one of the Voice of the Land podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold. Alongside me, as always, my brother, Nick Paulus, and our producer extraordinaire behind the proverbial glass, Peter Tellup. We are partnered with Web Streaming Studio by LPV and NEO Sports Network. And now season four we told you was going to get bigger we now have a sponsor and we are sponsored by dog pound construction owner tyler little you can always uh, reach out to us for more details there's gonna be more details to come uh they got a big project coming up on monday yes, they do a yeah. big patio big project patio. so doing some big things out there wanted to jump on with People doing some big things here at the Voice of the Land podcast as well. We've talked with Tyler. He was on our uh, live stream of the NFL Draft. He was. So a big friend, big proponent of the podcast as well. So we want to make sure we give back there. So there's going to be more details to come about how you can reach out to them. Get in with Dog Pound Construction. You can reach out to... Paulus, at CLE underscore Paulus on Twitter, myself, at Kevin and Seven, and we will get you those details. There's a Facebook page to come, uh, phone number, all that stuff's already getting going. They're getting big projects before they even get everything established, so (laughs) that's how you know Dog Pound Construction is already doing big things. When you got the name like Dog Pound in your name... It works
0: perfectly for us, doesn't it? It works perfectly
1: for you. So we are uh, proud and honored to have Dog Pound Construction as our new sponsor. Of course, to find the podcast throughout the week, you can always find find it on google spotify and apple podcast platforms video video clips full show podcast at voice of land podcast on youtube and of course on facebook at voice of land on Twitter and Instagram at VTL underscore POD at VTL underscore pod. We've been off for a couple weeks. We needed to plan for this big season four. (laughs) So I start with you, Paulus. How's it been going, man? How has the two weeks been treating you?
0: Uh, The two weeks off was fantastic. Uh, My wife and I, we went down to Virginia Beach, uh, You know, hung out with one of my buddies. Uh, He's a Navy guy down there. Uh, He's actually just going to get out of the Navy. Uh, Logan Brenneman, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so he's going to be getting out of the Navy. He's going to be doing like a financial advisory uh, thing, you know. Already got started with his new job down there, so he's doing great. Super happy for him. Went down there last week. Actually, this coming up week, I'm actually not going to be on the next pod that we do. You know, like I'm, you know, here, there, you know, yeah. every, every yeah. once in a while, yeah. Uh, but uh, I just sold my two cars. I just sold mm. the 06 uh, Honda Pilot, uh, which I absolutely love that car. You know, it was handed yeah. down to me. It was just, I love that. It just this huge. Mammoth of a car. Love it. Uh, and then I sold my uh, 2007 uh, Mitsubishi Gallant. Uh, so it is, and I've had that thing for 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved that thing, you know, through and through. Uh, got it to 194,000 miles. Wow. I was so close to 200,000. That was this close. Uh, couldn't take it over, but it's okay. You know, the the people that we sold it to, I'm really hoping that they enjoy it. I mm-hmm. told them, I was like, it's my favorite car I've ever had. I, I've absolutely. Absolutely loved it. Uh, drove it to and from California whenever I was living out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that car really meant a lot to me. But uh, I'm actually going to be heading down to the Florida area, okay. North Carolina, Florida's. Uh, be careful to, down there. I, I know. Be careful. I know. COVID is ramping up down there. We're, we're going to be I'm um, taking my mask down there, uh, which I bought this at Virginia Beach. We all got uh, our masks is, here today. Yeah, we, we all we, got we, our masks. We mask. all got it. Don't uh, worry.
1: We're, we're following it, Governor. Oh, we're we're absolutely. following it. We got our social distancing, so we don't have we, to wear a mask when we're Recording. Don't or, worry. Right. Don't no, worry.
0: We, we got that. But, yeah, no, it's a nice little shark uh, mask. I absolutely love this thing. It was like 15 bucks. but I was like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, you got to invest in a mask nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, so uh, I'm glad I did. I absolutely love this thing. So, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, great. How was
2: uh, your guys' two weeks? Peter, how, how's, how's it been these last couple of weeks? Uh, you know, it was it went by way faster than I thought it was going to yeah. and yeah. we just had you know I was going to have someone come in and do some wiring in the studio and unfortunately like our schedules just couldn't mesh up mm. um, so I was actually down here last weekend and started to do some things and got pulled off helping a, my buddy out with some stuff and it's just like man that was <laughs> two weeks <and> just came <laughs> came and went really fast but uh, no it's been good um, I'm excited you know with the new season new mm. sponsorship Yeah, you know we do have it's not up yet, but we do have voiceoftheland. Uh, .com, I think I have to double check. I, yeah. I registered a domain name right. for us, so we're gonna have to get a website up, and we'll probably make all these uh, links and sponsorships this, stuff available there this too, season. This season is gonna be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I can't
0: we're, wait for it, and finally we have sports back, so yes. That, yes. that helps
2: out a lot too. And I was told I was told that there's no guarantee from one of the local conferences that there's gonna be fall sports, but yeah. I was told I should. Plan on keeping my friday nights open so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll you know if there's there might not be crowds but hopefully we can do something with to hey, get some of these high school fingers sports crossed out there. yeah i would yeah. love
0: to have you know high school football especially you know high school yeah. football i mean for 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 my
1: sake when well, we talked about that towards the end of season three and we we kind of talked about where we felt like it was going where it may not happen i mean and we didn't feel good about that because we want the seniors we want these student athletes to have the opportunity to play. I mean, yes, family, health, those are the two most important things. And you are a student athlete, so that means your academics come next. But we all know that sports also plays a role in kids' lives more so than just being out there with their friends. It is something to, you know, kind of it keeps them going. It, it motivates them. It finds it helps them find themselves. Mm-hmm. It's 100%. It's, so and you know how how difficult it is to be a kid and try to like figure out who you are and what's going on and for some kids I know for me especially sports was one of those things that I was able to figure out who I am what I want to be about what I believe in Sports was a major played a major role in that.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I I don't know where I would be without like team sports, Mm -hmm. you know, in in my life. I mean, without you know the you know the ability of you know playing on a football team or baseball, basketball, not really so much basketball, yeah, you know, too short and too slow. (laughs) Uh, But you need those sort of you know activities in your life to to make yourself whole, and at least for 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 me, and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk for myself, but that is, I mean, I don't know where I would be without that sort of mantra in my mind because I mean team it's it was always about team you know whenever you're playing those games you know you know 11 for 1 basically yeah. and and it was it's just something that you know I live by now I mean it's not just all about mm. you it has to be about the team
1: yeah it it definitely has to be about the team and we're hoping there's high school sports I mean, I've seen some things on Twitter that is leading the other direction from what you've heard, Peter. I don't. So nobody knows what's going to happen. And all we can nothing's official. All we can hope is that everybody is safe and that these student athletes still get the opportunity to. And we know how difficult it was for the class of 2020 to lose their spring sports and how much more impactful fall sports are in this area and on kids. So we're hoping that, you know, it doesn't that doesn't last too long and we can find a way, find some middle ground to enable these sports to actually happen and things go about the right way. My two weeks can be summed up in one word what's that soccer 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 okay i have been watching a ton of soccer sure mls premier league uh as much as i can i started coaching again which i absolutely love i mean i am following all the guidelines i'm wearing a mask when i coach of course with the mandate the kids don't have to wear it because one of the exceptions is if you're exercising in ohio or you're playing a sport you don't have to you're not required to wear a mask in that instance Mm -hmm. i did tell the Parents, if you, if you feel like your kid needs to, feel free to have them wear it. Or if you want to wear it to and from, you know, just make sure that they have it with them. But we're going to follow as many guidelines as possible because, and I preach we, because it's not like me in charge and, That's right. and parents doing it. It's all of us collectively. And I said, we are going to do all we can. We know we want a season. And there's the hashtag I want a season for all of uh, Ohio sports out there and, and academics uh, student athletes out there. We know we want a season for our travel soccer league. So we're going to do all we can to follow these guidelines to help that season actually happen and help other seasons for other uh, other sports, other other age groups to happen as well. So we're going to do all we can with that. One thing that perturbed me in terms of soccer throughout these last couple weeks, and I just just a very quick rant. This is sure. not nothing too long, nothing like that. I've heard throughout the last two weeks, and specifically one person that I heard. I like, would love listening to ESPN Cleveland. I love all the guys over there sure. and the girls over there. And there's mentors over there, and we know how much uh, Aaron Goldhammer helped us. He did. He, you know, he had. <laughs> yes, we had yeah. like a symposium with him, kind of like a little like conference to kind of go through like what we really need to know, what we really need to do. Sure. So a lot of knowledge, but so, uh, he's kind of been at the forefront of this. But he's not the only person I've heard this from. Mm-hmm. Oh we're, we're I can't wait until Friday July 24th when American Team Sports finally return. Right. Guess what? American team sports actually came back a couple weeks ago with the MLS. I know, I get it. Soccer's not big here. I understand it. I have my own issues with it. The issues that, the reasons why American fans don't get into it as much the diving, the, you know, the, you know, kind of wasting time sometimes, some of those nuances that go against soccer. I criticize that too. As a big proponent for the game, I criticize it too. I hate that kids are taught to dive. Any little piece of contact, they go down, they they, flopping flail, they and, flail their arms yep. and everything. I absolutely hate that. I will not coach that way. I will not let players be that way. Mm-hmm. But just so everybody knows, the first American team sport to come back, yes, in a bubble, not across nationwide and playing in their home stadiums. You can give that to MLB. But the first American team sports league to come back was Major League Soccer in their bubble, and I've been watching a ton of Major League Soccer, and especially the Columbus crew who have been crushing it in this MLS's, MLS's back tournament, and yeah. now they're in the knockout stage, and some of their young stars, USA stars like Jazzy Zardes, and then you got Zella Rayan, who hit one hell. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to care that I'm saying that. One sure. hell of a goal to open up the whole tournament, and I gotta say, I, I'm kind of getting a little bit more intrigued by American soccer because the Women have been so dominant for so long, and they're going to continue to do that because the youth system feeding into that is just so tremendous. But some of the young talent playing in the top leagues around the world, especially Christian Pulisic, who's playing at Chelsea in the Premier League, one of the most iconic franchises, one of the most iconic football clubs in all of the world, He has been the catalyst to try to get them into Europe's top tournament next year and be towards the top of the Premier League the rest of the season. He has been killing it the rest of the season. I don't know our guy Emmett Golden would 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 attest to that. I know he's a Tottenham <laughs> fan, but he's been he's been getting into it too. So I've been kinda going yeah, back Emmett's and been, forth with
0: Emmett's it. been diving into he the uh, to the Spurs. So I,
1: that's why like every time I turn on at three o'clock Monday through Friday, the next level on ESPN Cleveland, I'm always wondering, Emmett, are you gonna end it, like, are you watching <laughs> Premier League right now? Like what's on the TV? What games on the TV? So uh it's 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 been fun couple weeks, but it did go by so fast, but we are excited because we here in Cleveland have our sports back. We don't really have a team in some of these other leagues. We have our baseball back. Thank God. Indians (laughs) get the 2-0 win against the Kansas City Royals last night at Progressive Field. Shane Bieber, oh my goodness, he he put a stamp on being the new ace of this ball club last night. With fourteen strikeouts, only gave up four hits, no earned runs, had one walk to those fourteen strikeouts, went six innings, had a couple innings where he he made about twenty pitches or so, so didn't get deep deeper into the game into seven or eight. But to see him go ninety-seven and, and Kansas City only allowed Danny Duffy to go sixty-five, kind of shows the difference in some of these pitchers and how much length and how much conditioning they actually have for these games. You're going to see some of these starters not be able to go deep into games, especially if their pitch count gets high early and they get to that that number. Right. But Shane Bieber, I mean, just as you're watching Unbelievable. that, the gifts were just rolling through Twitter for you, <laughs> Paulus. I mean, just your thoughts uh, on Bieber, the dominance, and Indians doing just enough offensively to get that going and uh, scratch a couple runs across the plate to get that win last night.
0: Yeah, you know, they uh, they scored all their runs in the one. And they only scored two runs. you know. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, they only scored the two runs but it was, you know, both in the fifth inning there for them, uh, which was the perfect timing because I at first I was like, man, here we go with like another Kluber start. You know, like Kluber's yeah. so dominant and, you know, puts up the zeros or if he gives up one run, you're like, uh, now you're behind the eight ball because for some reason every time Kluber pitched, Yeah. It was like the offense was Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's have an off day. We Mm -hmm. only need to score one or two, which bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. You know, uh, but, you know, Shane Bieber. I mean, what can you say? The guy is fantastic, and he had one of the most dominating performances on opening day ever. There are three pitchers that did what Shane Bieber has done. Uh, Camilo Pascal, uh, with the 60 twins, Mm -hmm. uh, he had 15, so that's the most ever. Then he's tied, uh, Shane Bieber tied with second place with Don Drysdale, Hall of Famer. Randy Johnson did it twice with 14. Uh, 93 Three and 96 so it's been since 19 uh, yeah since 1996 since anyone had such a dominating performance it was done in six innings yeah it's not like it, w- it went all nine right you know he did it in six innings and it's because that first inning he i think he threw like 20 21 yeah. pitches in the first inning but after that he was knock out fantastic special on the mound
1: he was trying to get a feel for that breaking ball early in that yeah in that first inning he was trying to throw it <laughs> And it was it was you know what it kind of I mean, it looked it's hot too much. It
0: almost bit. looked you remember we because we ripped Bauer for like trying to just he was just focused in on throwing mm. pitches. Yes. Yeah, you know, and like I think the game just sort of came to uh Bieber, you know, le- you know, last night going in the mm. second inning. He's like, you know what, let's just take care of this. You know let's right. let's just get out of here. Which and from the second inning on, he, like, hands down, it was awesome. It was awesome to see him out there. Uh, I did have a couple other stats uh, there for us. Some of the things that, and once again, it's opening night. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of nerves, even with no one in the stands, which was obviously super weird. Yeah. Uh, we'll, get th- to, we'll get to that. There, there were yeah. some cardboard cutouts <laughs> yeah. and, and those, stuff those, like that. Those
2: were kind of crazy. <laughs> the, the,
0: the, some of them were. Did you see they had a Nick Cage one? Yeah. It, I love that. It, th-
1: that's this basically trolling all Indians fans that didn't realize they put Nick Cage into some of their lineups in, on Twitter, those right. lineup pictures last year.
0: They did it all last year, yeah. and then the Indians came out and said, you know, hey, here's Nick Cage and but, like, all these different ones, yeah. which was awesome, but you know, the first game of the year, we already spotted Nick Cage, so yes. that's awesome. Yep. But once Again, you know, first game of the year jitters. I I get it. Mm-hmm. You know that that's okay. But something that we can't have mm-hmm. is only scoring two runs. Right. You know, I mean, there's been you know, uh, I know uh, Boston and mind you, it's the Orioles who are a single A team. Uh, <laughs> you know, put 13 up on the Orioles last night, uh, which no one's really expecting a whole lot from Boston this year, especially after they traded mm-hmm. Mookie uh, to the Dodgers, which Mookie signs that 13 year 180 190 million dollars. Deal, whatever it was, was like three hundred. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, three hundred eighty <laughs> yeah. million dollar deal. I'm yeah, right. a couple hundred million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's taking a pocket a, out there, pocket change. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pocket change. Yeah, you know, it's nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I I heard somewhere, and I'll get back to this here in a second, but I heard Mookie uh, uh, every day from here on out for the next thirteen years is going to get seventy nine thousand dollars a day. Just for waking up, you get seventy nine thousand dollars. God, that'd be an awesome life. You know,
2: years ago... I made it. I had a website when they. It was one of the uh, strike years where they were threatening mm, yeah. to strike, and it was. I think it was in. Uh, God, was it A Rod? I mean, this was. I don't even know if it was A Rod. I'm okay. trying to remember who it was. I mean, this was a long time ago. Sure. But I made a. I had a website that had a calculator. So as soon as you went to the website, yeah, it showed how much money this player had made <laughs> since you oh. had been on the website, and it was kind of. We you know we can add that actually to uh, when we get the website up for the land. We'll I like love it. that. I love that and idea. It, as soon as you come to the site, this is how much money you know Mookie Betts has <laughs> made since. You uh, <laughs> loaded the page at so. that
0: point in time. You know how much is Frankie making? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, really. Um, but you, to get back to it, it's three through six hitters. Mm. You know, we really had an issue with that last night. Lindor, Santana, Reyes, and Luplo. Okay, they went one for fourteen. Now taking Luplo out because you know he's mm. you know you're going to throw him in against lefties and, and right. whatever. Um, so just three through five, we went one for eleven. Yeah, you know, that can't happen, and, and I don't think it's going. To happen, I right. think those are our best hitters in the lineup for a reason. I think that they're going to be fine. It's one game. We're not going to freak out. We won mm-hmm, first yeah. off, and that apparently equates to what? 2.7 wins. Is that what everyone's saying? You know, so yeah, we're like, like 2.7 and 0 right now, <laughs> which is you know good. But uh, yeah, I I think that they're going to turn it back on eventually. But what a fantastic performance by Bieber!
1: And that's what you need. I mean, if you're going to put your ace out there, and you're going to have, we know the Indians are their strength really is their starting pitching and their development of pitchers throughout their entire organization. That that has been their MO for the last several years throughout especially throughout the Terry Francona era of being a manager of this ball club and it's so you know that's gonna be the strength and you need those you need your offense to get it going and you got your top four your starting infield is all switch hitters so that gives you versatility against any hitter because both all four guys can hit pretty well or decently well sure. from either side of the plate and that just makes you more dangerous you could see the frustration already getting to frankie last night after those first couple I mean I'm thinking after the first two at bats I'm thinking why are you swinging so early like I get the first the first at bat you know you're thinking you're going to get the pitchers
0: going to be amped up you're going to get sure. something you're going to get a fastball right down the middle or something Kansas City did
1: that I mean yeah. you saw that foul ball it almost looked like it was going to be, be a double at the, at the start of the game off of beeper but they know like let's let's attack early. Yeah. So I get it in your first at bat, but then you got to try to make that other starter work. That's got to be you have to take control of the game offensively by being the team that takes control of the other team's pitcher, making them work, getting them deeper into counts. We've we saw in the exhibition games, they were willing to do that. Cesar Hernandez was able to do that a couple times against Pittsburgh and that's going to be crucial as well in that leadoff spot yeah we're not gonna freak out about lindor not getting a hit last night his last one um you know that that was probably the one he needed to then go into today to get going but you know he's gonna come back ready to go and yes it's only 60 games so there's more of an emphasis so you can't go too long this season with and getting into a trend like that so we're bringing that up just to indicate let's hope we don't see that trend we don't think we will but let's also you know just take a deep breath. We know that, that Frankie's attention to detail it's he almost took on what Brantley had when mm-hmm. Brantley would go to his dad or he would just he'd be in the cage, he'd work on his swing when he was having a couple off days. And that's what Lindor is too with a higher ability than Brantley to, to really knock the cover off the baseball but spray it all over the ballpark yeah. and then defensively you know what you're gonna get out of him and you it, it, he's not gonna there were zero errors left. Airs last night, I believe, mm-hmm. and defense looked great. And you're going to have Jose, Lindor, Santana, those guys being the catalyst for all that. So, not worried about that. Five o'clock first pitch today and Saturday. If you guys are listening later on in the week, that let's hope that we're we're not talking about a trend that you know <laughs> we should have been more concerned about because it's it's later in the week and you're hearing this then. We know that there's only one game and there's still 59 to go but the Indians put themselves in a good position where there's a lot of room for improvement mm-hmm. now that the games matter, but you get that win under your belt. Now that kind of eases the tension, eases the stress, eases right. the anxiety a little bit, gets you into the season. Now you know, hey, these games count. We got one win on our belt. We got a lot of room to improve. Let's Let's make these corrections now. Let's extend the tide let's not make these habits and and let's get get the ball rolling let's get this series from the kansas city Royals. let's get that at least two out of three or all three here starting today on saturday at five o'clock uh five o'clock first pitch after we're across the field now, it, Bieber, uh, we could just talk all day about oh, how, how great that was. I mean, just being able to the strike zone was a little was a little favorable, but it was on both sides, so you, you yep. can't complain. You and, can't complain about that if you didn't get a call, and you can't be like overly excited, like, oh yeah, we may have gotten you know a little help last night.
0: Right. Oh yeah, and, and you know, once again, Bieber had the 14 strikeouts, and most we,
1: in Indians history for opening day as well.
0: Right, and then also another thing is that you know we had uh, two more strikeouts uh, from uh, Wick in hand as mm-hmm. well so 18 total through nine innings is the most on opening day history for mlb so i wanted to throw that out there as yep. well you know striking out the royals 18 times in through a nine inning game most in mlb history
1: now have you guys seen any other games around major league baseball whether opening day or some of the other exhibition games they put on tv
0: i have not i i, I caught a little bit of the uh, angels uh what was the angels a's mm. uh, uh last night which one of the new uh, rules came into effect because it went yeah. extra innings, so you had to put a man on second, and it, it, craziness ensued. Yes. You know, it yeah, it was a grand slam that won the game uh, last night. So it was, uh, yeah. It's but you know you start off with that player on second base, and you know it's a brand new rule.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to talk about those rules, but just wanted to see if you guys had seen several games because you you see it, they're starting to pump in the crowd noise, yep. and you got those cardboard cutouts. Some <laughs> some baseball ball par- ballpark where you can actually see the seats. You know that there's a little bit of a higher wall behind home plate at Progressive Field, so you really can't see that. You didn't Mm -hmm. see it until they took those shots down the first baseline, third baseline of the season ticket holders, uh, celebrities, athletes, the different cutouts uh, flow all over the ballpark. (laughs) Who do
2: we we know that we can get our cardboard cutouts in there? That
0: that is a good point. (laughs) We should get our cardboard cutouts out, out there. I would love that. <laughs>
1: can, we just, can we just get that like voice of the land design that your that your mom stitched into those shirts? Like, I would
0: love that. You, yeah, you know
1: that. <laughs> make that like, as our yeah, cardboard cutout. Like, we should go. look
0: into that. We yeah. sh- we definitely need to
1: put that with uh, Nicolas Cage and then see if anybody like, recognize, like
0: <laughs> become the new Nick, Nick Cage, Cage for the voice Indians. of the land
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but like just just some of your thoughts because I know that I know Fox National mm-hmm. when they have baseball games today they're going to try to do almost like a video game style yep. uh, element where the fans it's going to be virtual fans that you're going to see through the television broadcast they're going to react when things happen for their team or against their team and they're going to be wearing the team's colors basically yep. they're going to try to implement that. Just some of your thoughts on what you've already seen or ideas that these broadcast uh, companies have had and ballparks have had to try to get that crowd noise or that crowd element in there to get the players to almost feel a little bit more comfortable so it's not just that
2: eerie silence. Yeah, right. And, and, And Jacob and I watched a game last night. We were actually wondering about that. It's like, are they actually pumping that sound into the stadium or was it just for the broadcast? Because it is, I mean, I would think that it would be really eerie to be Playing in progressive field, right? With like pretty much dead silence, you know. After you know, because the, the crowds get crazy, you know. So oh, for sure, yeah. And and that's a huge part of you know the experience. Um, it's I thought it was weird. I thought it was it, it was it was nice because I would have thought it would have been weird if it wasn't some noise there, but to me when. You know, you get the long fly out. You know, yeah. to, to not hear the crowd. Uh, you know that. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, just that the reaction. So with the Fox stuff, it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Um, it, it it's it's weird. It, the whole thing is it's it, just very surreal yeah. to me. But it, it was it was great to they actually sit there and and watch baseball and um, you know, I you know the, as far as the hitters go, I thought mm-hmm. a lot of our hitters just they really wanted to like. They were just... Make that mark. Make that mark, yeah, they, you know? they were
0: pressing. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I think once... You know, they just need to settle down, and I think they'll be fine, but, mm-hmm. man, what a game.
1: And it, and it makes sense to see that from those hitters that are newer to the team, like, wanting to yeah. make that mark and kind of, like, get it through the TV that they're, they're here for this team, they're here yep. for the fans, things like that, but to see it from... Some of the guys, especially well, Lindor and Santana, they've been here for so long. and well, they understand Domingo, how
0: this goes. Yeah, Domingo swinging at the first two pitches he right. sees, and he'll pop out. So, you know, like yeah. you know, he, he's going to take his time. His third at bat, I think he saw. Uh, I think he a struck out. You yeah, know, but, but he saw. Like, yeah, I think he got to a full count. Right. You know, so I mean, he saw a bunch of pitches after that. So, uh, you know, that that was all good. And but, you feel
1: like the more pitches these guys see early on, these first few games of the yeah. season in a shorter season, the better off they're going to be to sure, kind of get definitely. get that rhythm back at the plate. So you kind of want see them be a little bit more patient than aggressive to start out the season like the first couple weeks. And then you get into that flow, and then you can take the, you know, pitch by pitch or at bat by at bat, that situation. What you need to be going up there trying to do.
0: Right, and within a couple of weeks, you know, it's going to feel like you know they're in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. already. So you know, everyone's going to settle into where they're going to be at. Um, Two things, I think it it is weird not having fans there. Obviously, you know, you Mm. see all the cardboard cutouts, and you do hear, um, you know, uh, you know the pumping of the crowd noise Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But Luplo got hit last night and he got hit and you immediately heard his you know him mm-hmm. saying something that mm-hmm. I can't say on the yes. you know on the radio yeah uh, but you immediately heard that so we know what a lot of these players are gonna be saying mm-hmm. which is gonna be awesome and I yeah. can't wait for it uh, it's gonna be watching like the, uh, the that Jordan documentary you're, you're yeah. just gonna hear expletive expletive mm. it's gonna be awesome I, I can't <laughs> wait for it uh, but I think that, that uh, you know not having the fans there is is gonna be different but mm. it, it'll you know, it'll come in, and then I love. A lot of people have issues with what Fox is going to be doing. You know, making the audience, you know, like like the crowd. You know, just bring in, you know, what whatever for it. Video game, a video game. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of like it. know I kind of like you know because it is going to be weird just seeing an empty ballpark. know, No matter what, so you know, bring in you know the the you know animatronics or you know whatever you want to do for it. You know, green screens. That's fine. I don't care. You know, it'll. It'll make you feel more at ease, you know, whenever you're watching it at home. You know, that way it's gonna look different, but at the same time, you know, sort of ease you back into the, you know, into the saddle.
1: I need to see that. I mean, I'm intrigued by it for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm intrigued by this and all the virtual things that they're able to do add into the broadcast to make it a little bit more unique and fun. To you know, try to give fans as best of an experience having to all watch through TV as possible. I'm all for. Anything that the, uh, that they want to try out, I just I need to see it to know if it's gonna look right or if it's gonna right. like give that that feeling that you feel like it can. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the crowd noise, I mean. I- I, I do like that. I do like kind of hearing that. What I miss is that natural. You you can tell it's not as natural. It's kind of recorded. I miss that natural murmur in the middle of the game as people are having their conversations. Because sure. people go, some people go to the ballpark and they yeah they they're fans of the Indians. They're mm-hmm. fans of their baseball team. Right. But they also want to go and they want to you know it's like a social event too. You may you for know, sure. You know you know adults are going to go and they're going to have a you know a couple a couple beers a couple adult beverages there. Right. Um, you know families are going to go. They're going to you know kind of get together with a couple other families. Have those hot dogs like. I miss ballpark hot dogs, Uh, and you know the slider dog from Happy Dog was is really good too. It's that uh, it's a hot dog with mac and cheese, bacon, and then uh, topped with uh, Froot Loops. (laughs) Froot Loops, yeah.
0: it's the most did, random com-
1: did you guys not, <laughs> combo ever. Did you guys not hear that a few no. years ago? I, like, I've f-
2: heard of it, but I've never yeah. had it. No.
1: Before I went dairy like before I had to go dairy free because of my yeah. dairy allergy now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first year that they had that, I tried it. And the mac and cheese and bacon was great. Sure. And it wasn't that the fruit loops were bad, it just it just didn't it, there was no meshing of it, but what I loved was I got a great hot dog with mac and cheese and bacon on it, sure. just sticking to my arteries, <laughs> and I got a side of sugar with my one of my favorite cereals, fruit Loops. Like there you like, go. I mean, I just took them off I, and I ate them after, like it was like a nice little snack, right, like an yeah, additional. Yeah. Pop them
0: in. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it was it was great, <laughs> but you know, so it's like I miss those things, and the Indians what they've tried to do to bring in local eatery places and other other ballparks have done the same thing. So it's 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 so much of an experience, and you know, so there's some of that you're still missing, but you can't complain because we have live sports back, we have baseball back, but we've been missing all summer. We have that back for us, so I'm not going to complain too much. I just want to see how some of these broadcast uh, companies kind of develop it over the, over the time. Now, you did mention that runner on second yeah. in Major League Baseball, and there's a few, there's a lot of rule changes they're going to try this year in a shortened season, and kind of the three main ones. The, the one you talked about, there's also universal dh between both leagues the pitchers aren't aren't hitting in the national league now which it's about time it's about time right yeah. and of course there's a 16 team playoff now instead of 10 What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, Do you have any? Are you against any one of these rules? And do you feel like any one of those three that just mentioned have any staying power moving forward? We know that they're going to try some things this season, and we're all for it. Like it's just it's it's already way off in 2020 as it is. (laughs) But do any of them have staying power? And do any of them concern you?
0: Uh, Staying power. I I think that they're going to go with the universal DH. Like that's just Mm -hmm. that's how it's going to be from now on, and it should be. Yeah, I mean, it, a pitcher going into a game—that's an automatic out. I mean, right. let, let's be honest: pitchers last year, I think, hit like uh, like under a buck fifty, mm-hmm. which is—I uh, mean, it, he wouldn't be on your roster, right? You know? <laughs> like, there's no reason why you should have a pitcher on there uh, doing that. So, I, I think the universal DH is going to stay. I don't like having sixteen teams uh, making the postseason. Really? I think that that's way too many. Okay, you know, that, I mean, that's half your league right you know making it and it's just like the NBA I think that they need to cut down on that as well I, I think you need to have like the top 12 teams in the NBA what east or west like I think that that's how that should be you know for the NBA now, I don't know if you could do that for MLB as well mm-hmm. you know I whatever but I, I think that that 16 is way too many especially in a strike shortened year or I'm sorry yeah well yeah you know yeah. Uh, you know covid shortened year yes um I, I think that that would be just way Way too many. I mean, you're, you're going to see some mediocre teams getting in, and it, I, I just don't like that. Uh, the other one was the um, uh, player starting on second base uh, for extra innings. I love that idea because it takes, I mean, we've seen extra inning games go to 20 innings. I All mean, right. you know, on average, they're like 13, 14. And at that point in time, we're trying to speed up the game of baseball. Right. We want intensity, we want to have that sort of fun back what's not fun about having a guy rip a double, you know, the first, you know, first at bat, you know, uh, in extra innings. And then you're like, okay, you know, we finally got a chance, right. you know? So, you know, it's a zero zero game and we got a guy on second base and, you know, in the 10th inning, like that's perfect. You know, do whatever you got to do to get that guy home. That's awesome. I love that. So I hope that those, uh, those ones stay that in the universal DH. Once again, too many playoff teams for me. Uh, I understand it for this right now just right. because of, yeah, you know, I mean, it is a shortened season, but going from here on out, mm-hmm. like that is weight way- 16 teams is a lot of teams. I don't want to see all of that.
1: Yeah. Peter, any uh, just kind of some of those roles that you've kind of
2: seen and what you're looking forward to seeing, what you think could stay, what well, what you uh, don't want to see at all. I like the universal DH. And part of the reason is because with the, you know, over the last several years, they've expanded interleague play. Yes. And like a couple of years ago, what was it? the Indians finished their season against the National League? and that really handcuffs them and I don't think I don't think that's fair to the American League team so um, I like that idea I hope that stays the the extra innings man on second it's different it's, it's different. different yeah I don't I don't know um I'm not sure how I feel about that yet I'll have to you yeah. know see how it goes sure um the expanded playoffs I see that I'm cool with for this year because of the way it's set up but you know I don't. I don't think that that should stay, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, we we may get to it and be like, hey, you know what? Actually, that makes a lot more sense. Well, so- and, it,
0: and it definitely helps out the Indians. Yes. I mean, you know, just oh, yeah. you know,
2: I mean, they would have made
0: it last year had yes. had that been the rule. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that definitely does help out the Indians. But
1: yeah, and we you know we think about like how far the Indians go. I mean, we they've only played one game. So you, right. So and yes, they won, but it's like it's hard to tell still. Have we seen anything different than what we thought coming in and what we've kind of already talked about? that they do have the chance to make the playoffs when we thought it was going to be 10 teams. We thought they had a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think anything with that has has changed. I just think that that opportunity has been enhanced and it's been enhanced for all of them. I'm all about, you know, this year trying things like that. I want to see the 16 team playoff. I want to you know, I want to make sure we get there. Knock on knock on wood here. Um, but uh, I want to see what that looks like, mm-hmm. and you know, you got a three-game series, then the five-game, se- then you get to that five-game divisional series, then the seven-game uh, ALCS, NLCS, and then seven-game World Series. Like, I want to see that kind of transition, and see if there is any sort of element of maybe expanding playoffs, maybe not to all, si- not to sixteen, but to giving maybe another team or two in each league an opportunity to make the playoffs. Just just see how this how this goes this year i'm i'm all for trying all that to just get as much baseball as possible in a short amount of time a, as possible and as as allotted this season basically um and the the guy that starts on second in extra innings i come at this a little differently because you know you and i when we were at ohio media school we did the captain stuff and yes. i Got the opportunity to be, be, do a little bit more last year. Um, you know, I was working with Matt Lodi, covering some Indians games, and I was doing some stuff uh, with the captains, working with play-by-play man Andrew Loughglass, a, a great friend, a great mentor there as well. Him and Lodi, and prayers out to Lodi as well. You uh, know, you know he's got yeah. uh, a big test, a big. Kind of scan coming up soon, but he's been doing well. He's been getting to the games, uh, been strong. I love Lody's seeing strong, right? Lodi strong. Love seeing it. Uh he, he always takes great photos from that press box too. He does. Right? when he's when he's at the ballpark. So so love seeing that. But minor league baseball, they they tried this last year, and it was to try to speed up the game. I'll tell you, it was kind of half and half. Where the really? game ended after ten, there was other games that like it seemed like the same thing happened in the top of the tenth as it did in the bottom of the tenth, and then it went to the eleventh, same thing, same thing, twelfth, yeah. same thing. I saw like. Some 13 14 inning games, just like I did quick 10 inning games, sure. Because the game of baseball, that nuance, that strategy based on numbers with bunting mm-hmm. is non existent. Because kids that grow up now see the launch angle element, right? That, that's well, the, nobody bunts anymore, right? No, right, right, because, and it's not, it's not, it's a lost art. In yeah. the game of baseball, like you love to see small ball, like guys on second and you got no outs. What are you gonna do to try to get that one run in? You're gonna try to bunt him over to third. Your next guy up, you're trying to get a fly ball or something. Even if you hit it on the ground, you're trying to get it far enough away where the only play they have is that out at first, and there's just no chance at the plate to get that guy running in 90 feet from home. Uh, from third base.
0: If, if anyone does small ball, sorry, sorry to stop you, mm-hmm. if anyone does small ball, it's going to be Tito. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Tito is that old school dude yeah. who will do that sort of thing, which is great because that's going to be an unexpected advantage, I think, yeah. for us You know, as Tribe fans. You said
1: it perfectly. It's one of those advantages that I think the Indians have, having Terry Francona. And people have said, the team that's going to win this season is going to be the one that can overcome the most adversity, not necessarily the best team, but right. the one that overcomes things the best because we're going to see some positive tests. We're we're going to have covid-19 still impacting the season with play still going on. Who's who better than than Terry Francona <laughs> who keeps his players nobody who nobody's ke- better. No, and he keeps his players locked in on day-to-day things. So, you're going to see that from the Indians, but it's it's you're not going to see it consistently. So, you may see some ten inning games like last night. A's get that walk-off grand slam. Great! It's a great thing for opening day. It's a great thing to to put out there for Major League Baseball. It looks great for Rob Manfred. He's he's probably oh, cheering, he's loving that. He's <laughs> loving that by having that rule. And oh my gosh, this is how that game ended. Oh my gosh. Well, then it's going to come down to that 13-14 game where it just keeps going back and forth because both teams still have a chance. And it, you're going to see like then people start to swing either side of there. So I don't know that that necessarily has staying power. The DH is the thing that has staying power. Like you you guys said because I I do love trying to watch a, a pitcher hit, but you don't we don't get to see national league games as much here in, in Cleveland. So if you're a National League fan, you know, you're getting to your see your pitcher hit every f- fifth day sure. in their in their rotation. You don't get that here in, in American League. And then it just it there's just that disadvantage or that disconnect when American League plays National League in their yeah. ballpark and then National League comes to play American League. And I think it gives actually older players more of an opportunity for longer careers. Absolutely does. Because now there's more teams where you can have a guy that you can't play in the field anymore, but you still he still is popping his bat and you want that you want that to instill fear in the pitch in the opposing pitcher to plan for them still. They can still do damage for you. You can be in your four-hole, your five-hole, and still get that cleanup hit. That extends guys' careers to be a DH now in all teams.
0: I think you know it's going to expand on that, you know, if they keep the DH which we all think that it's a good idea and I think that they will. You're going to see that, you know, in Hall of Fame uh, voters as well. I mean, there's only a handful of players that, you know, are you know, designated mm. DH, you know, in the Hall of Fame. I think like Edgar Martinez and uh, you know, Poppy's going to make it. Yes. Yeah, obviously. So, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot more people, you know, them going, yeah, you know what? You know, it's a part of the game now. You know, it's throughout both leagues. Mm-hmm. Let's bring him on in, and I think that that's a great thing for the older players because it, I think that you still would have seen a couple of the older players. You know, back in back in the day. I mean, yesterday was uh, Barry Bonds' 56th birthday. Mm-hmm. I think that if they had a DH, you know, 10 years ago in the National League, he probably would have had another season or two on, yes. you know, with the, with the Giants, and I would have loved to have seen that. I it, I know he has the steroids, blah blah blah, right. whatever. But Barry Bonds was that exciting dude to watch hit. Yeah. You know, at, at a certain point in time in his career, he couldn't field anymore, which right. is um, understandable. Understandable. I mean, guy was forty. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so forty out in the field. You know, that that's not going to be unless you're Ichiro. I I don't think that that's going to happen. But as a DH, it'd be perfect. Even with steroids,
1: Father Time is undefeated.
0: And that mm-hmm. is true. So yeah. it, unless so you are Tom Brady, you know, I think that you know, you're, you're gonna cheat death a couple of times. Right. <laughs>
1: I mean, even for Tom Brady, even though he's going longer than most guys, dude sold a soul to, soul it, to the it, devil, it, it, man. When, I'm telling you, when father. Time finally hits him. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna bad. be hard. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be
0: well. You remember whenever Brett did it? You know, his first season with uh, the Minnesota Vikings got him to the NFC mm-hmm. Championship game, and then he got crushed in that game. And yeah. then coming back the next year, he had like an MVP year that year, and then the following year is whenever just everything went off the tracks. You know, and, and nobody wanted to see Brett Far fall. Mm-hmm. You know, fall and loses consecutive start streaks or yeah anything like that. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Father Time does. You know, catch up to everybody.
1: Yeah, and these guys are, some of these guys, like, even a deal like Mookie Betts has, I mean, yeah, he's... He's, he's going to be 40. Yeah, he's young, he's fast, but he's not going to be that way the whole time. Right. So, like... That, He'll be a DH. That kind of contract in the in, in the National League would tend to turn into, like, a, for a field player, would tend to turn into a Bobby Bonilla type situation <laughs> where you're still being paid after you still can't play because right. of all that, all that money that's there for you and what you've been guaranteed to... to be given there so but now he can play more of that that contract for the Dodgers because even when he can't field as much as you see Mookie Betts being able to play as a bright young star in Major League Baseball right now you're gonna still have that powerful bat or that that strong bat that you're still gonna want in your lineup later on in that contract Mm mm-hmm and it's just, it's just that much more impactful, I think, for teams. Again, I get the baseball purists that want, they, they want that distinction between the two leagues or the pitcher to hit. I get it. I'm all about it. But... It, I think it's time. I think it's just time in this era for DH to be the universal thing, and not pitchers hitting. As much as I miss Trevor Bauer imitating people's <laughs> batting, other players' batting stances from his own team and throughout history of baseball, that's kind of like a fun thing in, in batting practice or something like that. If you see like a cool video on Twitter, mm-hmm. I'll take that there. In the game, all the strategy, let's have DH go throughout Major League Baseball the whole time.
0: There's only one, and I just wanted to pop yeah. in right here. There's only been one pitcher that I was like, you know what, all four having a bat in his hand. Dontrell Willis. Okay. Do you remember how dominating he was? I mean, uh, he, he, what he? I believe he was on the 2003 Marlins yeah. team, mm-hmm. and that dude could rake. Yes, he could. I mean, he, he, they moved him up in the lineup. Actually, yes. I think they put him at like the seven hole. Uh-huh. Uh, uh You know, a couple of times because he would hit like 250. You know, and had like bunch of you know doubles and home runs. I mean, the dude could rake out there. And that that would that made for
1: some interesting double switches as well. Jacob oh, Degrom with yeah. the Mets isn't ain't too bad either. He was yeah. a he was a shortstop, I think. In college, who he still has a little those bit of those double
0: threats. I mean, yeah. that's huge for him, he's that's got, for sure. He's
1: got Pop in that bat and can hit it out to that that weird apple out in uh, the center field. Maybe, and
0: maybe you know, bring ball. back Bartolo Colon. Yeah, you know, he had his one yeah. home run. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was, <laughs> was that in San Diego? In San
0: Diego, he yeah. tried it around the bases, took about 45 minutes, but you know, he, he got around. That's a
1: great left field corner at uh, the Padres Ballpark.
0: I've been there whenever I was living out there. I went to one game out yeah. there and it was awesome was extra it? innings you know they ended up winning you know show was fantastic but yeah that uh that ball that ball field that ballpark i'm sorry is awesome out there yeah.
1: there's some i would love to get to even though yeah. i don't not necessarily a fan of boston i'd love to get to fenway been there and, once as well because it's kind of gives you like that old school baseball park i mean we yeah it, i visited league park where it has that one remaining standing wall of that right. kind of style ballpark and just to kind of feel that puts goosebumps on. oh you. for sure now sports have returned we've been oh my I'd love talking baseball like, I, I know I know it, I know it's not always a hot topic and especially when during regular seasons when it's 162 games sure people kind of push to the side after opening day for a while and then you get to the last couple months people get back into it I, I love talking and d- d- diving into baseball, but basketball comes back this time next week we'll have baseball and basketball games to watch and they got their scrimmages going down the bubble. Which one in, has been intriguing you the most over the last couple of weeks since we've been off to see that come back?
2: NBA or MLB? MLB, definitely. I mean, I'm just, I'm more of a baseball fan than a basketball fan. And to me, you know, it's its summer. I need baseball. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the Cavs aren't anywhere in the NBA stuff right now. So it's kind of like, it, does, it doesn't really matter to me so don't have that connection I, yeah it's it's not as exciting for me but yeah. uh yeah so i'm definitely excited to see baseball you know i wish i could go see baseball yeah but i'll, I'll take I what i can get so i don't know i may try to i may try to like sneak down
1: the ballpark one time when, it, when there's not like too many people outside try to like look through the cracks like them but i'd love to see i kind of like watching on tv because i can see the whole thing instead of like sure. Let me let me let me get right, yeah. through this one little crack in the fence. Oh, uh, is that is that Frankie? Oh no, wait. Um, Caesar, uh, who's that? Uh, Someone
0: just struck out. I, I don't know who it was though. Um, it, yeah, no, I, I think you're. You know, I think you know, absolutely right. I think baseball, it's it's finally back. I mean, mm. it's national pastime. You know, I know that. You know, in like the top, you know, hierarchy of sports, you know, uh, you know, in America right now, you know, it's football way up here. Yeah. You know, basketball is probably right there and you got you know soccer is i mean it's it i know a lot of people aren't huge fans of it mm. but it is it is growing i think baseball is still above that but i mean it's you know, i mean you're talking you know it, it's, it's it's all right there getting close to each it, other yeah it, it is uh, especially world cup time you know whenever that comes oh, around yes. you know every four years you know that's a huge thing uh but you know baseball yeah i mean I, for me personally like it is july you know we're we're gum and we're coming into the home stretch typically is what it would be yes uh you know we're just starting up now but I am excited for baseball to come back you know I I'm I'm intrigued to see what Frankie does are we going to keep him do like like what are we going to do like this whole covid thing has thrown off everybody and I don't think it's thrown off anybody more than probably the NBA mm. you know like in, in, as as pumped up as I am about MLB coming back the NBA I am intrigued. I'm I'm not, not intrigued. You know, like right. You know, I, I, I just look forward to it because like there's only eight games, you know, like a remaining eight game season, and then you hit the playoffs. You know, and, and then it's you know kind of a free for all at that point in time. We don't know who's gonna be playing. There's been a lot of people that have tested and got COVID, you know, like Russell Westbrook, you know, he's you know tested and now he's gonna be returning, you know, to the squad right before they start up their season, which is great. You know, I mean we because we need Stars, mm. you know, we, we need stars for it. I'm hoping that we can finish, you know, the NBA yes. bubble with a champion because I I think it is going to be the Lakers. Yeah, you know, it's going to be the Lakers or the Clippers in my mind, and uh, I, I would love to see them finish the season, find a champion, and, and they will be a champion in my mind. You know, it, just like if baseball, you know, if if for some reason we get lucky enough to see the full 60 games mm. plus the playoffs for for baseball, I'm going to crown whoever is a champ a champ. Yeah, it like, might be even
1: harder. It,
0: it probably is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it probably it, would interesting be Interesting conversation
1: to have down the line. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah no, I, I'm sure we'll get oh, there yeah. <laughs> at oh, that yeah. point in time. Uh, but, yeah, I think it is, uh, for right now, it's baseball for me. I'm so excited to have baseball back, you know, primarily for, you know, Francisco Lindor reasons. You know, is this going to be the last 60 games that we see, you know, of Frankie in a Cleveland uniform? We, we don't know. I'm excited for it. I, I think that this is one of those last, last hurrah sort of moments because we don't know how long T. Tito's going to be here. I mean, Tito's you know, up there in age and you know he had health issues you know a couple years ago and so we're not 100% sure exactly not how committed he is because mm-hmm. every day he steps in the ballpark you know you're going to get 110% out of Tito managing the game and in from his players as well. But I just I'm so intrigued by this because I feel like this is the last hurrah mm-hmm. for this Cleveland you know for this Cleveland Indians team. Yeah, it, this
1: answer may surprise you mm-hmm. because we, you know I talk about basketball all the time. Sure, baseball coming yeah. back is more intriguing to me because I have that team that I can I can root for. Yeah, I'm a fan of LeBron. I'm not really a fan of the Lakers. Yeah, I just want to see LeBron have success and still win championships and and be able to have those things on his record so that all the other stats that he has for being one of the best of all time. Kind of come more into light, can be brought more into light because now the championships are bringing more, uh, shedding more light on that, shining more shine from the Larry (laughs) O'Brien Trophy onto those stats. But I like that—that anxiety, that that anticipation for a team that you are deeply invested in, as we are deeply invested in all of our teams here in Cleveland. I'm more into that now. I will actually probably watch more basketball games than baseball games. Mm -hmm. Um, That may actually even out now. Now that uh, the relationship I'm in, you know, like I'm learning a lot. I'm actually learning a lot more even now about baseball with with someone that's played it, been a part of it, Uh, and my girlfriend Jana. I. Just learning that kind of uh, we we from
0: all yeah she's a huge yes. huge Indians fan
1: huge Indians fan but she also you know she loves the Nationals. she loves players like she grew up idolizing baseball players and kind of understanding the nuances like there's certain little nuances I still don't get and I'll ask her and she explains it to me and it just yeah. it makes so much more sense so you know I'm we're gonna watch baseball games yeah. but I may end up watching more basketball games because I can just sit back. Just, just chill. Just relax yeah. in my chair because there's, there is no onus on it. But i rather have a team invested into it and that's be a part of thing. it. And that's why I'm more intrigued by baseball being back. And I've just been craving it so much in these summer months. And I know that basketball is not really around. So my mind is kind of transitioned into that basketball offseason anyways.
0: Do you wish that the Cavs would have had a shot? Not not to make the playoffs, right. but to finish out the year with like an eight-game stretch. <sighs> Like, would you be more invested then?
1: I mean, I would love to see sure. Cavs play, and I'd love to see these young players and Kevin yeah. Porter and They were Colin actually Sexton. doing
0: really well by the time it, that yeah. this all ended.
1: And they've already had, like, somewhat of an offseason to, like, these young guys, like, they under, the rookie, Darius yeah. Garland. He understands what he did wrong in preparation KPJ. for the NBA and KPJ. So they're putting in this work to prepare for a second season, their sophomore season, and they'd be technically finishing out their rookie year. So yeah. you'd love to see... Young players get an opportunity to to play. They're finding some pickup games and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, it's just not too long of a gap between whenever the NBA season ends to when the next one begins for all the teams, so that some of these younger players' development is, is it's not a detriment to them. Right. That's what you want to see. Like whether it's the Cavs or some of these other young players, I mean, it's it's great for the Western I mean, Conference because you got John Morant and oh, Zion Williamson God. who are going to be in the bubble, continue yeah. their development, and they've already had an impact on the league in their rookie season.
0: Yeah. No, it, and those two players. I mean, it's the future of the league, right? Yes, there. it is. And th- and those two, and then Luca. Yeah. You know, those are the guys. You know, that, yes. that you're looking at like the stars of the NBA, and that is so awesome. And I can't wait to see all of that. I am excited. You know, whenever the Cavs do come back, I think they're talking about like a, a December timeframe. Yeah. You know, to to have you know the the next season Which start. Everybody
1: has wanted for a long time. Christmas time is when basketball right. really gets going. Christmas Day games. Yeah. That's when people really start to pay attention to the NBA. It's a perfect time for them to come.
0: Back. I 100% agree. And I am really looking forward to seeing whenever that all goes down. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I mean, we're going to have the NBA draft here coming up uh, yeah. you know, relatively soon. I think it's in August. Uh,
1: is it, it I, the draft or is it the lottery that's in
0: August? The, the lottery. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the lottery. lottery yeah. I
1: August and then probably draft in, what, September? It's like a month later after. Right, the, yeah, a couple
0: weeks later yeah. at least. But, yeah, no, I'm super excited. I mean, so we're going to have some NBA news you know, coming up here, uh, you mm-hmm. know, especially here you know, in Northeast Ohio. So we're definitely looking forward to that as well.
1: Yes, Paul, you're right. We're going to have a lot of news coming up here and big things coming to the to the voice of Land podcast on season four this has been one i i fully enjoyed this episode i feel (laughs) like i feel like we're starting to really hit that stride here moving forward with the with the podcast as well now this is where the podcast is going to end we saw kind of a preview at the end of season three some extra little things where all you can only get these videos on YouTube at Voice of Land Podcast. Now we need some subscribers. At Voice of Land Podcast, hit that subscribe button. Peter's son, who is you know playing Minecraft and doing a great job at it. Has got more subscribers than than we do. Now we gave him a shout-out. I don't know if he has he given us a shout-out yet. Have we have we
2: gone through that yet? You know what? I I don't believe he has. I'm gonna oh, have okay. to speak to him right. when I get home. Pay the Piper. Yeah, he's up to like 140 some now, okay. man. He's, he's cruising. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Pa- yeah.
1: Pay the Piper, like you said. So <laughs> That's right. uh, you know, so if you do watch our YouTube videos, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think. So we have an extra fun topic coming to YouTube. That clip will be posted this week. Don't worry about it. We're gonna record it now. You guys won't see it for a little while, and you won't hear it at the end of this podcast. So that will wrap it up for Season 4, Episode 1. Of course, Paulus, you're going to be out next week. I will. Peter and I are thinking about doing kind of a maybe a shorter, you know, to kind of keep episode two okay, going. Nice. Ma- might be a little bit shorter than normal, but sure. you know, maybe like a half hour, just us, no video, just uh, us, kind of going back and forth. Old school, about, I old like school. It. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll talk about that maybe midweek because I'll be in Hawking Hills. We talked about Hawking Hills. I'll be
2: I'll be hiking next weekend,
0: and then you'll also be in Hawking Hills. What the following week? Uh, uh we're for, gonna, for a
2: couple of days. Yeah, we're gonna go, but it's we're actually going during the week. So okay, yeah, so we nice. uh, take it a few days off of work just to kind of uh, Un, you know, disconnect, yeah. you know, and and get away, and ho- we're hoping that you know nothing changes in the state yes. that's going to affect us. Yes. Right. So yes, because well, that would be very disappointing. Well, well, that for next week too.
0: Like yeah. I told you guys, Hawking Hills Winery, check it out. Those wine slushies are the best thing ever. So <laughs> check
1: it out. You know where our hotel is pretty close to where the winery. They're, They're nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, nice. So there just, you go. It's, it's uh, it's my girlfriend, myself, and and her parents actually go, and they actually nice. they've actually pay for the hotel room. So we're gonna go down there and just be kind of good. To disconnect don't worry Governor DeWine we will have our masks we'll be wearing them at all times don't worry we're staying in the state too so we don't have to quarantine either so exactly uh, for Nick Paulus and producer extraordinaire Peter Tellup I'm Kevin Arnold telling all of you sports fans out there as you get to watch sports these days don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game that you're watching, and we love you all 3,000. Thank you so much, and we will see you for Season 2. Or, no, not Season 2, Episode 2. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going I'm to redo that. We'll see you for Episode 2 coming up this week, and Paulus will be back for Episode 3 soon. And stay tuned because Season 4 is about to get big. We'll see you all next week.